is coming up now on Established in the Faith. And then you go to check out and you're pushing that little keypad with all them little germs on it where all the other hundreds of thousands of people have gone through. But yet you're going to have a fit and use coronavirus as an excuse to not come to church because of the 10, 15 people that may be there. Really, people, y'all need to get over this junk. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. have your Bibles this morning, turn with me please to the Gospel according to St. Luke. Luke chapter 13, move down if you will to verse 10. Luke chapter 13, verse 10, and he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him, and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. I want to stop right there and use for a subject this morning, preaching a few minutes. When Jesus straightens you out. Glory to God. I said, when Jesus straightens you out. The Bible tells us that Jesus was teaching in the synagogue on the Sabbath day. The unusual thing about this is, we were in the last days of Jesus' earthly ministry. By this time, Jesus was banned from most of the synagogues. Now I want you to think about what I've just said. Let that sink in for just a minute. God was banned from his own house. Now the reason I say that is because this was in the last days of Jesus' ministry. And the Bible warns us that the church in the last days, would do the exact same thing. Jesus told the church at Laodicea, He said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Jesus is not standing in the middle of the church anymore. He's standing outside the church, knocking, trying to get in, because other things have become more important. Despite all of the evidence aligning up perfectly with the Word of God, the timing, Jesus' genealogy, they could trace it back and it lined up perfectly. The miracles, never man spake like this man. Despite all of the evidence, the leadership of that day rejected 
Jesus Christ. And these leaders had a very heavy influence upon the people. And it got to the place that people were scared to follow Christ because if they were caught following Christ and Jesus being banned from their particular synagogue, they could be kicked out of the synagogue. Now, the synagogue was was the center of everything in their life. If they were caught following Jesus and they were a member of a particular synagogue where Jesus was not welcome, it could affect their employment. They might not have a house to stay in. It would affect their children's education. But here's the thing. In the very beginning of Jesus' ministry, there were multiplied thousands of people following him. But the closer Jesus Christ came to the cross, listen to me, the less and less people were following him. And my friend, let me tell you something, it's the exact same way today in most churches. You see, a lot of people, they want Jesus, but they want a Jesus of their own making. They want a Jesus that'll fit their particular preconceived thoughts and ideas. They want a Jesus that'll go along to get along. They want a Jesus that loves everybody. And people don't want a Jesus that offends anybody. We want a Jesus that'll accept anything and everything. And if you're a Muslim, then you're okay. If you're Chrislam, if you want to agree with Christianity and, and Islam too, we'll just join the two together and everything's going to be all right. And I'm okay and you're okay. And you might have a few little psychological defects to deal with, but, but God loves you just the way you are. He loves you the way you are, but he'll, He wants to change you. And he's got the power to change you. Glory to God. Let me tell you something today. Jesus Christ knows how to straighten you out. Glory to God. Can't nobody straighten you out like Jesus can. All right. Jesus was welcome in this particular synagogue. And Lord, you are welcome here at Friendship. The church down the road might not want you, Lord. And Lord, I know a lot of churches, they don't want a Jesus of the cross because that's just judgmental and it deals with sin. And and, and churches don't want to deal with sin anymore. But Lord, I want you to deal with sin here at Friendship. Lord, I want your glory to fall in the house. I want a moving of the Holy Ghost to flow through this place. I want it to touch the hearts and lives of the people so they'll be drawn close to you. Lord, have your way in this house. You are welcome here at Friendship. He was in the synagogue. Jesus was in the synagogue. He saw that it was important to go to church. And some of you look at me this morning and you say, well, Brother James, he was Jesus. He's supposed to be in church. Jesus is supposed to go to church, Brother James. Well, how about you? Jesus is supposed to be in church, but you are too. Because, yeah, this woman had a problem. She was bowed over, and this other man had a problem. Let me tell you something. Everybody in that place had a problem. And I'm standing here today looking across this congregation, and I see people that are happy. But you got problems, and you're hiding them problems behind a smile, and they're hidden. 
See, the most serious problems, the most serious issues are hidden behind a smile. It's not that obvious. See, some of you, I can look at you and tell you got a problem. Brother James, you're preaching mighty hard for it to be homecoming. Well, I have to. The Bible says we are not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together for public worship. That's Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. He says, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much the more, as you see the day approaching, the day of the Lord approaching. Jesus was in the church. And behold, a woman. She made the decision to go to church that Sunday. The Bible says that she had... A spirit of infirmity, 18 years, Luke 13, verse 11. She was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. This woman had a severe back problem. If anybody had an excuse to not go to church, it was her. And I realize there are some of you under the sound of my voice today, and you say, well, Brother James, coronavirus. If coronavirus is keeping you from going to church, but it don't keep you from going to Walmart, is anybody listening to me today? Oh, let me get a good running start. I don't think the people in here are getting it. I mean, I might need to go out here and preach in the rain a few minutes. Maybe some of these people in the parking lot will hear what I'm saying today. I said, if you don't go inside the church because of coronavirus, but yet you'll go to Walmart and put your hands on a nasty shopping cart, or you'll go gas up your car and touch that nasty handle, and you'll pick up things off the shelf where somebody's child has wiped their nose and put their hands on, and then you go to check out and you're pushing that little keypad with all them little germs on it where all the other hundreds of thousands of people have gone through. But yet you're going to have a fit and use coronavirus as an excuse to not come to church because of the 10, 15 people that may be there. Really, people, y'all need to get over this junk. You're using coronavirus as an excuse to not go to church. And if anybody had an excuse to not go to church, it was this woman because she was bowed over she had a physical condition this demon spirit the Bible says had her bowed over she couldn't walk right every time somebody spoke to her she had to twist herself all up like this to talk with them looking down at the ground all the time she was bowed over down how many of you know some people that are like that? Down all the time. They're looking down all the time. Negative all the time. Woe is me. Gloom, despair, and agony on me. They're down and out. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? You know somebody like that. Yeah, that's a demon spirit. It's a spirit of infirmity. And the more you waller in that filth, the more you waller in all that negative junk, the further down it drags you and everybody else around you. Bowed over, looking down all the time. Oh, but let me tell you, Jesus was fixing to straighten her out. Glory to God. This woman, her physical condition is a type 
of our spiritual condition. This woman was dominated by this spirit of infirmity for 18 years. Just like every single one of us are dominated by a sin nature. From the time we are born, coming on up, dominated by that thing. It affects every aspect of life and living to where you're bowed over all the time. You're looking down all the time. You're negative. It's a, it, it's a struggle in life to be positive. You don't walk right. Your walk with God is not as it ought to be because of that infirmity of the sin nature that is there. But oh, let me tell you, Jesus wants to straighten you out. She could in no wise lift up herself. Verse 11. Your education, your ability, your strengths, your talents, that which is indicative of a human being, no matter how great they may be, is no match against the kingdom of darkness. It is no match when we're dealing with the sin nature. And just as this woman could in no wise lift up herself, neither can you and I lift up ourselves by our own machinations. You can't do it. You can't straighten yourself out. But I know one that can. I know one that can. And the Bible says she was in the synagogue on the Sabbath day and Jesus was there. She decided to go to church. And she decided to go to the right church. She went to the church where Jesus was at and the Bible says that Jesus saw her. Now let me, wait just a minute. See, the Lord is going to heal this woman and he's going to touch this woman but you notice he didn't touch her while she was sitting at home looking at the service over Facebook oh I done stepped in one I done stepped in it there's nothing wrong with Facebook. If that's what God has called your church to do during this time, that's what you need to do. But when this is over with, you need to get your butt back in the church house and raise your hands and praise the Lord because that's where Jesus is at. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Would this woman have received her healing had she been sitting at home? Now, the Lord can do that. The Lord uses television preachers. He uses radio. Thank God for that. But I just want to show you, God moved in the house. And the people that were there got touched and blessed that day. Now, I don't know about all the other ones sitting at home looking at Facebook. Oh, they probably had their coffee and donuts while they were watching the service. But this woman got a touch from God. He saw that woman. He saw that woman in church. She was trying. I, I'm trying to tell you something today, folks. Every single one of us need to get straightened out. And you can only get straightened out when you go in the church like you're supposed to. All right. He saw her. She was in the church. And in front of all those people, I don't know how many people were there. I don't know if it was homecoming Sunday or not. 
that he calls this woman out in front of all those people. Now on the outward looking at this, it seems as though the Lord is a little insensitive to her feelings. I mean, how would you feel if you were bowed over like that? And you already feel like everybody's looking at you. And then to have the Lord to call you out in front of all those people. I, she probably felt like going through the floor. But the Lord calls her out. Why would the Lord call this woman out in front of all those people? I just don't understand that, Brother James. Well, let me help you a little bit. Everyone that Jesus touched and healed and helped, He called them publicly. He called them out. Everyone. Number one. Number two. You can't fix a problem unless you know you've got one. Well, Brother James, it's obvious this woman's got a problem. She's bowed over. Everybody can, can see it. But the Lord is going to use this woman. He's going to use a situation which is visible for everyone to see. He's going to use it to expose a more serious problem that's hidden within the hearts of some of the members that were in that church Sunday, and particularly the leader of the synagogue. Are you hearing me? You see... Some of you sitting here today, and I'm sure there are many of you listening by radio, you go to church on Sunday, and you see someone walk into the church and they're covered with tattoos from head to toe, and you look at that individual and you say, they got a problem, they need some help. Well, what about you? What about your self-righteousness? Are you any better than they are? Are you, are you hearing me? You see, there are some hidden situations and circumstances. They're hidden. And they're serious. Let, let me show you how serious this was. Let's look at it. Jesus, if you look in Luke 13, 16, verse 16. He called this woman... A daughter of Abraham. She was saved. But now the ruler of that synagogue, the very one that was dressed in all of those robes and he looked so holy, the Lord called him a hypocrite, if you'll look there in verse 15. This man thought he was saved because his faith was in law-keeping, the keeping of the law. And Paul said in Galatians 2 and 16, A man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. This woman had her faith in Christ, and that religious leader had his faith in something else. One was saved and one was not. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. This man, this ruler of the synagogue, he needed to get saved. But he didn't realize he needed to get saved. 
He thought he was already saved. It was hidden. It was hidden from the people. It was even hidden from himself. And the Lord would use this woman to draw this man out, to show him that he had a problem. And God would use this to touch somebody else. And let me tell you something. God calls people out from time to time in a church service, and it's not so much for them as it is somebody in the church. See, God not only knows how to straighten out the obvious situation, but he knows how to straighten out that situation that's hidden, my brother, that nobody else knows about. God knows how to straighten it out. His arm is not too short today. Glory to God. Now, this woman, she was saved but she still had issues. But she was just one of many in that church that day. How many people listening to me right now, you're saved, and you wouldn't have anybody in the world know about it, but you're bowed over, sir, by drugs. You're saved, but you're bowed over by alcohol. You slip around the house, you don't let nobody know. You're saved, sir, but you're still struggling with cigarettes. You're saved, sir, but you've got a Roman eye. You can't stay away from that website that's got all that nudity on it. You're saved, but you're bowed over. And you say, oh, Brother James, those are big things. Those are major things right there. Well, let me deal with it. They may be big things, and, and they may be major things. But let me tell you about some of the hardest things. Jealousy, lying, anger, malice, backbiting, gossip, and a thousand other things I could stand here and mention today. This woman was saved, but she was bowed over. But glory to God, she was in the right place. She was in the right place at the right time. And she was fixing to receive from God. There's some of you listening to me right now. You're saved, but you're bowed over. And you know you're bowed over. You're bound. There's a bondage of some kind that has a grip on you. And you're bowed over by it. You're in the right place today for the Lord to set you free. Glory to God. And the Bible says that he loosed her and set her free. There's not a bondage. There's not a demon, a devil in hell. There's no bondage so great that Jesus Christ cannot break it and set that person free today. The Bible says that he called her. He called her out. God's calling some of you today. He's called multiplied millions from then until now. Calling them. The Lord's calling you today. Not to beat up on you. He's calling you today because He loves you. And He's got good things for you. Good grace and mercy. If God could catch some of you, He'd bless you. The Bible said he laid his hands on her. Now, Jesus was in the flesh, and he was physically able to 
touch this woman and heal her. But now, in the flesh, listen to me carefully now. I don't want to get no ugly emails from people. But in the flesh, Jesus Christ was not able to touch every single person. And the main reason that Jesus came into the world was to touch everybody. His main reason for coming was to straighten out everybody. How do you do that? He did it with those two hands. He, 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 had, he allowed his hands to be nailed to a cross for you. And all you have to do is reach out by faith and accept what Jesus Christ did for you. The Bible says immediately she was made straight. Only Jesus can straighten you out. And I don't care how serious the problem may be. Let Jesus fix it for you. Let him fix it. He loves you today. God's dealing with some of you. Let him fix it. Immediately, she was made straight. The program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252-299-4234. This program is an outreach ministry of friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com, click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And now we're having worship service inside the church every Sunday morning at 930. As well, we're also having Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are being broadcast to the parking lot for those who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.